Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. A a, a Giants podcast for Giants fans. Bye, Giants fans. It's Sean Morash and Paul Dotino down the sideline into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants! From the offseason through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. step. All right, let's get it cooking on one giant step. Sean Morash here with you. Of course, thank you for listening to the first one with training camp open, the first episode of training camp and I guess the unofficial official slash official unofficial start to the 2023 New York Giants campaign. No guest today, just me blabbering on as usual. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can download and subscribe everywhere podcasts are available. If you're a first time listener, welcome aboard. Hit that download subscribe button right there. You get little alerts either on that Odyssey app or everywhere podcasts are available every time we tape one of these. So I thought this was a good time to make sure that we kind of had our collective thoughts out, pumped out everything that's gone on with camp because it has been a really unique slash wild storyline filled first two to three days of training camp as we're doing this on Thursday night, probably hearing this by Friday morning and over your weekend. A lot of podcasts you might have listened to, including us over on Evan and Tiki and WFA and Afternoons where you can catch me now touched on Saquon Barkley not missing a single day of camp. So that is where we will begin this podcast right now, now that we have literally all the info and Saquon spoke on Thursday. He ends up not missing a single day of camp, not even report day. He shows up on report day and then, of course, has already been practicing, has already been showing Eric Gray the ropes. He ends up getting basically a one-year deal worth 11 mil. It was the 10.1 uh, on the initial franchise tag. Now, he, he agrees to this incentive-laden deal. The reason this won't affect the cap, as I'm sure some of you have heard, if not, is because 
everything that it's tied to, the 1,300 yards, the 65 receptions, the team needs to make the playoffs. All of those things did not happen. Well, they made the playoffs, but as a collective unit for all of those things to align, they've not happened in Saquon Barkley's career. And clearly, it would be hard to do so since last year was the first year that the Giants made the playoffs in Saquon's career. So Saquon ends up agreeing to this, but I guess the big deal is he gets $2 million up front. Look, I'm not counting another man's money. Who knows why that was important to him? You know, maybe you got a little something to spend on. Maybe you're buying a house. Who knows why Saquon needed the $2 million up front, but it got him to show up to camp on time. And before I, I really ponder why, I just want to clap it up for Saquon because I personally, as a Giant fan, have loved Saquon Barkley, the player, have loved Saquon Barkley, the person, but have always maintained my hatred for Saquon Barkley, the draft pick at second overall. And the Giants finally have something cooking here for the first time in his Giants tenure, making the playoffs last year. This Dable Shane era seems to be moving. It's not an era that drafted him, but to get him back in the fold as this team continues to evolve and not be a distraction in this camp, which we we all thought, and we all thought he would have had the right to, whether you agreed the Giants, whether you agreed or not that the Giants should have paid him a long-term deal. I would not have given him a long-term deal. He still is the player in the business. I would have had every right to sit out camp and, and try to do what's best for him. I mean, you can see both sides of that, and he ends up coming back. Now, thank you, Saquon. Thank you for being here as a Giant fan and 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 putting that beside us, and now we don't have to have Giant players being asked questions about Saquon all through camp. That's important. I, I do wonder, though, and look, the Giants may have ultimately never gave in on this, and by the way, probably shouldn't have, but the idea that Saquon didn't hold out a little longer and push harder to have an agreement in place that the Giants would not place the franchise tag on him for a second time, which legally in the CBA they have the right to do, and I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. Uh, maybe there's some kind of handshake agreement, but if it's a handshake agreement, it's not a real agreement if, unless it's in writing. That is the one thing. Saquon comes back, gets the $2 million up front, gets this incentive part of this. And look, you're betting on yourself. And if he hits those incentives, Giants will be a playoff team, clearly, because that's part of the incentives and we'd all sign for it. But ultimately, whew, you know, Saquon could have dug his heels in. I mean, the idea that he leaves himself open to being tagged again next year. Now, next year, you could play further hardball and be that distraction. But, you know, Giants can say, so be it. We own your rights. And he didn't hold out for that. That feels crazy to me. And I and I do wonder what was said on that Zoom call led by Austin Eckler, guys like Josh Jacobs on it, all the running backs. Saquon felt like the best of the bunch, with all due respect to Jacobs or even a Tony Pollard, that if he dug his heels in hard here, and even if he didn't ultimately miss opening day, missed all of camp and, and sent some sort of message, he got off that Zoom call and basically within 36 hours got this deal done with the Giants. It really goes to show you, Deep down, whatever advice that these running backs are getting from their agents where they still think they're worth what they used to be worth is probably bad advice. And I think Saquon, maybe even after collectively talking to him, probably walked away and said, jeez. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're screwed as running backs. I need to make sure I do what's best for me. Now, Saquon ends up meeting the media on Thursday after two straight days of practice and claims he had a, an epiphany 
epiphany, epiphany, whatever the word is. I'm not no, I'm not a Rhodes scholar, clearly. And basically felt like, you know, yeah, he was disappointed in how things went down with the Giants, but what was best for him was to make sure he got in camp and wasn't a distraction. Was that out of the goodness of his heart? Maybe. I mean, he still got something out of it. He got the money up front. He gets the incentives, and that's better than nothing because he really had no leverage. But it, maybe Saquon really is the ultimate good guy. Maybe this is his only way of saving face in a, in a PR spin. And who knows? Maybe John Mara got involved. And although they legally can't agree to a long-term deal, maybe there, there already is a framework now in place because they were that close. They can, they can get one done the moment the season ends. Of course, if, as long as stay, Saquon stays healthy. So, look, Giants have him. They have him in the fold, and that's a good thing. But you have to wonder... Not that Saquon wouldn't be happy for all his teammates because all of his teammates would be happy for him. What has to go through Saquon's mind the day after he agrees with this? And we pivot to Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas, who we all thought was going to get the bag next year. Uh, He has emerged as potentially, outside of Trent Williams, the best left tackle in football. He is undoubtedly the best draft pick the Giants have had, period, in the last decade. Uh, certainly obviously with that, the best first round pick really since Jason Pierre Paul. And that includes Odell Beckham Jr., who I still love. I wish never left the Giants. I've always been pro Odell while the Giants fans weren't. Uh, Odell was an electrifying, unbelievable talent. But Andrew Thomas plays a position that's not as sexy. But think about how far we've come as a giant organization where it was an unplayable situation with Eric Flowers, with Nate Solder. Uh, before that is Will Beatty disintegrated before our eyes. The giant left tackle position has been a dumpster fire for the better part of a decade, really since the last Super Bowl, before the Giants drafted Andrew Thomas, and Andrew Thomas has completely solidified it. He was taken in a tackle-heavy draft as the first one with the lights of, likes of Tristan Wirfs and Jedrick Wills, and we've seen what's happened with Mackay Becton and the Jets. He's the first one to get an extension. It's a five-year deal, $117.5 million, $67 million guaranteed. And now, about this for a kicker and a caveat, because of agreeing to it now, he's signed through his age 30 season, which is incredible. So he'll be able to recoup. You know, as a tackle, you still probably could play beyond 30. You would hope he'll, he'll be in line for a second payday, and he creates for this year. Out of nowhere, the Giants get another between four and five million dollars in cap space, leaving them with operating room of about nine million right now. Now, does that mean a lot? Well, there's not many great free agents out there for the Giants to go attack and go after right now. But what it does do is it leaves them that operating room in season. Should they need to make a trade at the deadline? Hello, Devontae Adams. Should they decide? like they tried to do this year with Julian Love and Saquon Barkley, or should I say last year, to come up with another extension, Xavier McKinney, Adoree Jackson. They now have even more financial flexibility. It's just been an absolute masterclass by Joe Shane. Um, And to kick it back to Saquon, I'm sure Saquon couldn't have been happy that the moment he finally agrees, plays, you know, good sport, comes back into camp. They go and they sign the first round pick. What what was it? Two years after him, Andrew Thomas, this monster five year, hundred seventeen and a half million dollar deal. Now, with all due respect to Saquon, Andrew Thomas, as I said, better player for his position, clearly more important player to the team, and of course, left tackle is just that much more a valued position. But think about what Joe Shane walked into that mess last year of a salary cap spot. 
hires the right head coach who now has taken four uh, four Dave Gettleman picks in Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, Andrew Thomas, and now Saquon Barkley as well, gets him in the fold for either, obviously, the franchise taking Saquon's case with a little more, or three extensions, and the right coach has gotten the most out of those guys. The Giants are completely set up for long-term success with Joe Shane, and it's been almost crazy to see this general manager operate like this at such a competent level. And now his training camp begins. We've had two days worth of practices. I've yet to get out to camp. My plan is to be out there next week. Then I'll probably be out there uh, the week after that. I know we're going to do a show from there on WFAN. We have WFAN day over there. Darren Waller. We are in a New York area. And if you're listening from outside the tri-state, thank you as always for listening to One Giant Step. We are in a New York area that's consumed with Aaron Rodgers. And I understand it. It feels exactly like the 2008 season felt if you were a Giant fan where you came off the Super Bowl. Now, of course, winning one playoff game is not coming off the Super Bowl last year with the Giants. But Brett Favre and Jet Camp, and that was all the meaning. Nobody was talking about the Giants. And the Giants went on to have a great regular season that was ultimately derailed by the Plaxico situation and the loss in the second round. But Darren Waller, if this was any other town without Aaron Rodgers on the other team right now, would be turning heads and be an enormous national story. He looks like a gazelle health-wise from all accounts. He has been apparently uncoverable, maybe not good news for the Giants defense. And Daniel Jones is just flat-out dealing. Uh, I believe it was Art Stapleton, might even been Patty Trano who had said on Twitter, Daniel Jones looks like he's driving and throwing the ball harder than they've ever seen him throw it. And Darren Waller looks like a matchup nightmare. The Giants wide receiver room, I'm sure, will work itself out. They brought in Cole Beasley, by the way, who is running a lot with the ones already. But Darren Waller seems to be the guy that, that's turning heads. I believe it was Connor Hughes that had the report that they pulled Darren Waller out for a breather. But it basically was a, a thought, hey, we got to just make sure Jones is throwing other guys at this point. Because he, he Daniel Jones hasn't had a receiver like this his entire career. He hasn't had a guy like this. Uh, you know, he's a tight end, but he's their number one receiver. And it's easy for Daniel Jones already to completely fall in love with him. But finally, you get the feel through these practices uh, that the Giants are going to look a whole lot different on offense if Darren Waller's healthy. And that's been a big bugaboo of his the last two years. It's why he was available for a third-round pick. But he looks very healthy. He looks strong. He looks the opposite of what Kenny Galladay was looking like a year ago where we all said, oh, no. So those videos clipped out. Remember last year? Didn't look like he was running hard at all. And he just looks slow. And you go, well, okay, maybe he's dogging it. And that's not the feel you get for Darren Waller. With Darren Waller, you get, like, he's a dog. And the Giants have needed dogs. And if he's cooking and it opens up the pass game, it's only going to make Saquon Barkley better. Maybe Saquon understands that as far as all the incentives he's leaned into. So right off the bat, Saquon shocked he's in camp. Andrew Thomas shocked they gave him the extension so soon. Opens up the cap space. Darren Waller looks completely healthy. And look, you could say it's it's training camp. You don't want to over-exaggerate the positive. It's only two days. It's guys running around in gym shorts. You're absolutely right. But we know what we've had a lot of in recent years with the Giants in these same scenarios in training camp. You've still had negatives come out. And right now the Giants don't have negatives coming out. So even if the positives might be, hey, pump the brakes, Sean. Let's calm down. Let's get to the games. Let's make sure we get through camp healthy. That is all completely true and completely viable. But there is simply no denying that just like Kenny Galladay was a story last year, the Giants have completely ringed out all the negatives. Now, as far as what I already think is another 
reason why this coaching staff is so brilliant. Led by Brian Dable, the head coach, coach of the year. Wink Martindale on defense. Obviously, Mike Kafka on offense. The Giants are not a finished product. And we understood that's part of the reason they were a surprise playoff team last year. They made significant additions. Bobby O'Carricade inside linebacker. Darren Waller, as we mentioned a little while ago. Got deeper at receiver even if they didn't add a complete alpha. But with that, they have serious camp battles with not true stars. The second safety spot next to Xavier McKinney right now. Dane Belton, who we had on one giant step a couple weeks ago. And, of course, uh, Jason Pinnock, the other safety. Uh, who we got from the Jets last year. He's done a good job in camp. Those two guys on each day one and day two of camp have each taken the first team rep, showing that there's not really a guy ahead of the the path. Brian Dable's really made that an open competition, as he has for the the center position. John Michael Schmitz, the second-round pick out of Minnesota. He, on the second day of camp, took first-team reps, and Ben Bredesen on the first day of camp took first-team reps. And then Bredesen and Azudu at left guard are doing that as well. So the Giants have taken these positions, including Cole Beasley and Sterling Shepard. Well, Shepard beginning on Pup right now, but you know what I mean? These guys have talked to the Southern. They're taking these positions right now and turning them into true camp battles. And I think that only brings out the best in competition. And I love the idea that, hey, you got first team reps on one day. That doesn't mean you're ahead because there's no reason to be ahead. Camp's only begun. That next guy is going to take your reps on the second day. And may the best man win. So that's the best way to handle the Giants situation where they have a lot of raw spots on that team. Cordell Flott, Darnay Holmes at the nickel corner spot. That's another one. They're may the best man win. And the Giants have now, what, four or five of these camp battles, which makes things completely interesting for a team that's on the rise, a team that has playoff aspirations, that was a playoff team last year. They're going to have true battles, and they're going to have a a locker room kind of rallying behind and seeing that true competition, and that is healthy for a team. So, I look, health still remains huge. It remains paramount. You go around the NFL and what happened on Thursday. Joe Burrow has that scare, carted off with the calf injury. Jalen Ramsey might be out till December with a meniscus surgery situation. He was a big addition with Miami. Garrett Wilson limped off a jet practice. That could be some kind of ankle sprain. Um the Giants right now, I mean, yeah, they had a concussion in a in a car accident with Nunez Roaches. But other than that, stay healthy. It's not easy to do. And injuries will be part of the reason things get sorted out here with the Giants. But if they can stay healthy and keep this kind of healthy competition, this is the potential to be a really fun camp and sets up what we think here. I would think if you're listening to one giant step, you all have these expectations of a really fun season of Giant football. All right, that's going to wrap it here. I know it was a little quick one. I wanted to hit on a couple little things here uh, and get really everything set. Uh, Next Friday, if you're at Giant Camp, I plan on being there. That'll be, what, August 3rd, 4th, whatever that ends up being, uh, August 4th. I'm going to be doing a show with Tommy Lugauer on the Evan and Tiki show. just be me and Tommy from Reds outside MetLife Stadium leading into the Metallica concert. So beforehand, if you're at Giants Camp, come by, say hello. Uh, I'll check out camp there. And at some point next week, midweek, 
We'll figure out the right day to drop another pod. Possibly Tommy will be on the show with me. I have a couple other Giants guests lined up here, sprinkled up throughout the next couple weeks. We'll have to reconnect with Paul clearly as well. I plan on seeing Paul at camp next Friday. Uh, and we'll get set for the preseason, which what we are about two weeks away from our first preseason game as well. Thank you to our producer, James, and thank you to all of you for listening, tweeting. You can follow me at Sean Morash on Twitter and at Morash Radio on Instagram. I appreciate you taking one giant step with us.